welcome to the Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Anitra Srisuk. She is a food and wine lover who, by chance, is actually a food influencer here in town. She has a few YouTube channels up and running that are going strong, has been in the wine industry for a long time here in town. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this fantastic little conversation with Anitra Srisuk. channel which is in English I started a couple weeks ago only my first episode my second episode is coming up next week so stay tuned (laughs) so tell us about your YouTube how do you just randomly go ahead and start a YouTube you have to be camera ready you have to edit in you have to be excited you have to get followers what was it all like starting a YouTube channel you know um, growing up
penetrated it so many in a little while. Right. Like, so tell us more about your new uh, YouTube channel. My English um, yeah. sister channel. Right. Um, so, well, I've been getting a lot of requests from my non-Thai audience to put subtitles in all my episodes, and it's just, like, impossible, you know? Yeah. I had to sit down and translate word for word and put subtitles in every sentence I say. Because dictation wouldn't work. It's all about having fun. It's definitely a lot of work, but right. if you live, 
consistent over the five years and every single week. But we had a chance to meet you know, better friends now because of this, right? So actually using it, it's going to be exciting for me and learn from you and stuff like that. So what's kind of your plan then with your YouTube? So like, is it just going to be kind of branding for your company and the exploration? I heard rumors of you opening a restaurant in a couple of years. Well, for my YouTube channels, I'm not, you know, I'm doing it for fun. I'm, I'm doing it out of passion. I'm doing it to learn and grow. I'm not expecting anything big right now. I just have to be consistent. And um, I'll, I'll do my part if to be more dedicated to it. But, you know, with my full-time job and everything, it's just hard, you know. Um, right now, like I said, my Thai channel is being monetized. So I'm making a little money here and there, you know. Nothing big deal. But it will be nice if eventually both my channels grow and um, I'll get sponsorships from, you know, perspective mm -hmm. recommending a wine pairing with food you buy yes. I did like a, a, a breakdown of wine pairing for each dish on the menu for right. a local restaurant mm -hmm. submitted to them they have it printed out but they don't use it I'm like I said like 200 you hours of this have your servers recommend you right. okay, but what, like, anyway the point really is having someone tell you what to drink help with that. To, people are like oh don't tell me what to do study but like, I recommend this drink with this food without ads. you'll love the restaurant you can right? Videos. right the recommendation you and then I think a lot of times too when you have sommeliers even in shows I watch I'm intimidated I'm even at the table I'm watching for my CD I'm intimidated for the guy being talked to about ordering wine like this is from like this part of Alsace and like the grapes were like three degrees below freezing that time, whatever, I don't know, I'm making some up at this point, right? But right. like, not that I don't mind it, but it's like, if you're not fully immersed in that, like, you're not gonna get it. Uh -huh. And then you're like, oh, like, I'm supposed to like this, right? But what if you really don't? Like, what if you don't like the tannins or something, right? Yeah. Well, you know, the idea is, you know, wine, food is created for wine and wine for food, basically. Right. So, it enhances each other, you know, the flavors, the enjoyment, the experience. Wine pairing with certain types of food, but if you don't like it, then you can 
always switch back to what you like. Yeah. And um, a lot of times you can make it work. You know, you don't always have to drink white wine with seafood. You can drink, you know, white wine with steak. Yeah. Um, if you're a white wine drinker, you can still enjoy it. Yeah. But um, the best part is to try to drink the right wine for the right type of food. some uh, quick basic recommendations of, like you said, white wine with seafood, red wine with steak, any other kind of rules of thumb that are good to go by when you're either BYOB or you're getting takeout these days. Like, grand things are opening up here a little bit in Chicago, but I'm sure people are still getting used to being at home. <laughs> well, like I said in my um, first episode of my Food and Wine with an E-Tramobank style channel, I want people to kind of look more into the underrated, you know, type of wine. Um, there's so many of them. In fact, my second episode, I'll be talking about Caverse Premier. And I'll be drinking that with spicy food. So, instead of grabbing a bottle of Riesling, I kind of want people to, you know, grab a Caverse, you know. Um, and instead of getting a Zinfandel, get a Primitivo from Italy, you know. Instead of getting a Chardonnay, you can grab um, a Verdigio from Italy or something. So it's, it's kind of, you know, I think people will appreciate it more if they kind of explore, you know, and learn more about little different, um, lesser known grape varieties. I think that adds a little bit more, uh, kind of, it's a strong word, but like, makes your dinner a little more creative. Uh -huh. If you're like, hey, we're going to do pizza again tonight, like we do every Friday night right. with the kids, and then I tried this new wine, like, it's kind of the same, everything's like regular, but then you have something a little bit different, like it spices up a little bit, you feel better about exploring and whatnot, and if you don't like the wine, just eat your pizza. <laughs> right, exactly. Or after you finish your pizza, you can finish a bottle of wine just to get drunk. You can always make things work. Not everything has to be by the rule of thumb, you know? I think that's being a foodie. Um, there are no rules. You just have to kind of, you know, play by one. That's kind of like my mentality too. Is like, there's a lot of foodies here in Chicago, right? Yeah. And people are like, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. I'm like, no. I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna screw up. I'm gonna like do whatever. Like, when I go to these food events, like I'm gonna take a picture of me being stupid and silly, right. not breaking the rules, but like a sweet face or something. But everyone else is like, going for 45 minutes. They have like 14 flashes going off. Like, pictures aren't that good. I'm like, I'm not going after the same audience you are. I'm going after people who actually want to listen and want to interact. Well, it's a timeless. for people for following you, um, getting in touch with you, the best way to just kind of follow you on YouTube? Um, well, right now, yes. Uh, you can look up my channels on YouTube, Food and Wine with Anitra, Mukbang Style. Or if you want to support me with my Thai channel, you can look up food, uh, not food, uh, Wine, Fun, and Thin. Okay. Um, just, yeah, type in Wine, Fun, and Thin, and you'll see my picture pop up. Um, and I have my Facebook um a personal Facebook page, not like for my wine channels. You can look me up at uh, Anitra Srisuk. My Instagram, Anitra78. I'm kind of starting to create my business page, uh, Facebook page, and Instagram page for food and wine. But 
right now, you know, focus on my YouTube, yeah. subscribe, like and share my videos, and um, more videos to come, so stay tuned. Awesome, thanks for joining us. So obviously you've been a lot of really cool places around town with yes. work, mm -hmm. with being in Chicago and exploring. Are there any places that you recommend people checking out? Well, you know, my, my go-to places, I have a few. Um, Groom Tab restaurant, it's a Thai restaurant right uh, on Hallstead yeah. and Belmont. Jimmy, yeah, love him. Um, that's my go-to place. They, they make amazing food. Um, they know how I like the, you know, my food. They, they know my taste. I like it super spicy. Yeah. Um, and then Green Leaf Thai, okay. right on Western and Lawrence in Lincoln Square. Um, very authentic, very simple. Um, and Trattoria Johnny, okay. right on Halstead and Armitage. That's my go-to Italian spot. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and then there's, you know, if I crave like pizza, you know, I order Lumanati's, my favorite deep dish. And um, there's a place by my house called Forno Rosso, okay. Napolitana style pizza. Oh yeah. So yeah, those are all my go-to um, spots in town. So how would you define the difference between authentic Thai and like Americanized Thai? Like for Chinese food, my interpretation is like, they serve orange chicken, that's not very authentic. That's right. like made up. So like for Thai food, I'm, I'm not saying like the pad has are gonna be like that, but like how would you differentiate authentic versus like more Americanized? Well, definitely the ingredients they use, you know? Okay. Um, Everything has to be made to order. Mm -hmm. Nothing is frozen. Nothing is pre-made. Um, the sauces, they just, you know, sugar, fish sauce, you know, vinegar. Everything is, like, made to order right on the spot. That's very authentic. And then the ingredients they, they use, it's got to be, you know, good quality. Mm -hmm. um, made in Thailand, you know, curry paste or coconut milk. Yeah. Not, like, made in, you know, Guatemala <laughs> or anything like that. Um <laughs> But yeah, those those are if you know that their food use good ingredients mm -hmm. and every if if the food takes a while, you know it's authentic. Okay. You know, not like you order and five minutes food. later, you know, everything comes out. Um, so yeah, I, I think I, I base the authenticity um, on the, the ingredients they use and their style of cooking. Yeah, so Thai food is something I'm like more learning more and more about having a palate for, right? Because mm -hmm. as your point is, like the ingredients they use and the spicy levels itself. Right. For me, like I, I've been to Kuantep a couple times on the street. And I'm like, oh, that looks really good. I take one bite, I'm like sweating immediately because <laughs> like, I'm just not used to it. But again, it's all about exploring right. and trying new foods and mm -hmm. really understanding our people's culture, not just what Americans think people's culture is. <laughs> well, you can ask them to tone it down, you know. Making it mild doesn't mean that it's not authentic. Right. You know, they can just leave off some of the peppers, but it'll still be authentic, you know. So what we should do is we should open a restaurant, wait to serve people their food for 45 minutes right. so they think it's super authentic. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it, it better be authentic, like real authentic. It's some guy at the back yeah. just sitting there flipping burgers, like. Not like leaving the, leaving the food in a microwave with a plastic wrap for 45 minutes and then unwrap it and then serve it. And good luck with that. That's all. I, to me, I, I was so shocked when I went to like um, Noodles and Company back in the day. Mm -hmm. I literally saw them open their freezer, take out a pre-made thing, 
throw it in a walk and like, here you go, sir. I'm like, this is what I paid for. I can go to the grocery store for that. <laughs> but the thing is, if most Thai restaurants in the city don't do that, mm-hmm. but then, you know, there's some, some of those that are in a fast paced, you know, neighborhood, oh, yeah. they need everything to come out fast. So that's their only option, you mm-hmm. know, to, to make customers happy. So, but most of them are very authentic, I think. Yeah, that's, that's the best part, right? So, like, authentic food, targeting your appropriate audience, yeah. having fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot like your YouTube channel. Right, basically. <laughs> so, stay tuned for more episodes, you guys. This episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. (laughs) At Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They're also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.